This coming Thursday is one of my favorite feast days during the year. It's the feast of Our Lady of Fatima. And this year is the 104th anniversary of when our Blessed Mother first appeared to the three shepherd children in Fatima, Portugal. And that was on May the 13th, 1917. And in fact, just kind of a little addition here, uh, since Thursday is our school mass day and we're still kind of just uh, school masses just with the school, we're going to have an extra mass. That evening at 7 p.m. we'll have mass and then a rosary and all the guys doing the uh, consecration of St. Joseph will do that right after the mass and rosary because it's an awesome feast day. And I'll tell you, I'd love to just talk about Fatima for the next like hour and a half, but you've eventually got to go to lunch, so I'm not going to do that. But I do highly recommend, look it up, study it, love it. I mean, it just shows so beautifully the dynamism of the faith. Because when you think about this, only 104 years ago, that's relatively recent in church history. And it's not as though throughout the years, it's like we were looking forward to Fatima. Just like before 1533, they weren't looking towards Guadalupe. I mean, who knows what's coming when it comes to apparitions? I happen to know that there are many that have come out of France. I've been shown many pictures of apparitions of our Blessed Mother throughout France, all over the place. She seems to appear there just about more than anywhere. But... When you think about that fact, it's incredible to see the dynamism of our faith, that God has a way of surprising us, of sort of like giving us these gifts all of a sudden that we didn't see coming, like our Blessed Mother coming and appearing and giving us special message, which they're consistent. Pray the rosary. Pray for the conversion of poor sinners. Pray for world peace. But it sort of gets our attention when you look at Fatima, you have the miracle of the sun on October 13th, 1917, that tens of thousands of people saw. It's incredible. But the beautiful thing is, is that even though there are these dynamic things that happen, you have the church giving her approval, looking at it, making sure that we're not being fooled. Because anytime you have something like this, you know, people can maybe make things up or kind of use things like this for their own end. God is not held back by us. He can act, but he's also given us a way to know what is authentic, what it is that he's calling us deeper and deeper into. And it's been that way from the beginning. You can see that in the first reading today. And unfortunately, once again, this is another thing we could go on and on about. If you look at the citation for the first reading today, it's chapter 10 of the Acts of the Apostles. It's like we get a little bit here and a little bit there. It's like verses 25 and 26, 34 and 35, 44 to 48. But this whole encounter of Peter and Cornelius and Cornelius' household, this is early on in church history where up until this point, Basically, everything has gone to the Jewish Christians, those of a Jewish background, those who are circumcised. The gospel hasn't yet expanded out to all of the Gentiles. And all of a sudden, here's Cornelius, a Gentile, and his household. And Peter is impelled to go to him. He's called to him. And he goes, and Cornelius, as we see, at first falls at the feet of Peter. And Peter says, no, 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 I'm not God. Like, stand up. And then in the midst of all of this, the Holy Spirit comes down on Cornelius and his household, very much like the way that the Holy Spirit came down on the, on the apostles at Pentecost. God is living and effective. He's moving the gospel out into the world. But you notice the fact that even as this is so dynamic, 
who's the one who declares what the Holy Spirit is doing? It's Peter. And you see that fact throughout church history. The Holy Spirit is living and active. The gospel continues to spread. And yet, God has given us a way to know what is authentic. What is working here? We have Peter, the Holy Father. We have the magisterium of the church, the tradition of the church, scripture, to keep us in the right place, but also to remember the fact that God is dynamic. He keeps working. And when things happen, the church looks into it to make sure, is this authentic? Is this the reality? Is this what is supposed to be happening? And the beautiful thing is, is when you look at our relationship with God himself, it kind of follows the same pattern. When you look at our Lord talking to the apostles today in the gospel, this is at the Last Supper. And notice, he says something incredible. This is God himself calling us what? Friends. And of course, there is a condition in that unconditional love. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Love one another as I have loved you. When we're in this relationship with God, when we're in this relationship with Jesus Christ, who calls us friends, there are conditions. We do have to follow the commandments. And that's not a bad thing. It's not as though we're restricted by that. To have what, and I know it sounds bad, especially in our modern years, to have a checklist, so to speak, of the things we need to do, it is important that we stay rooted in sacred scripture. It is important that we pray every single day. It's important that we come to mass on Sunday, that we celebrate the resurrection, that at least once a week we're reminded, oh yeah, this doesn't all end in death, that Jesus rose from the dead. Those things are all super important. We've got to stick with them and make sure that we're holding up our end of the bargain, so to speak, in the commandments, what we need to do to live out our faith. However, that doesn't mean that it's boring. It doesn't mean that we just sort of go about this like it's a checklist and that's it. And we can see that in our own relationships, right? I mean, today is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. I'm so happy I actually remembered that because I'll tell you, it's not in the missile, you know? Like, I kind of go by what, like, the next feast day is. So I can tell you that Friday is the Feast of St. Matthias. It's coming right up. Like, the Hallmark holidays, like, they just go over my head. So if I had forgotten, mothers, I apologize. But let's think about this. I did call my mom this morning. She's up in Illinois visiting the grandkids. They're much cuter than I am. So it makes sense that she would go up there for Mother's Day. But I called her, right? And I can't sort of say, like, you know, just do nothing for Mother's Day at all. Don't even acknowledge it's like, ah, mom knows I love her. It doesn't matter. Like, yes, it does. You know, we have to do some things. We have to be involved in the commandments. However, there's still a dynamism in our relationships, right? I was talking with my sister the other night, and she was so happy because earlier this week, my brother-in-law called her and said, hey, what do you want to do for Mother's Day? And she said, you've already done it. You asked. You know, it's like just to have that sort of like dynamic, what are we going to do? This is a fun thing to go about. But you can't just kind of fly with it like that for everything, right? There are rules you got to follow. If you had done that for the engagement, like, eh, what are we going to do when I'm getting engaged to you? Who needs a ring? Let's just use a hula hoop, you know? Like, no. Like, there are some things that the commandments are crucial, and yet... There's a dynamism. There's something beautiful about being open to the way that God is working with us. We are in relationship 
with him. And look at this, the fact that he calls us friends. We know that with our own friends. If you have a friend, and it's got to be more than just the Facebook, I like you, and so are friends, that's not enough. That's not friendship. It's the knowing the other person, working with them, knowing the basic rules of the friendship, and abiding by them. My dear friend, who's also kind of an enemy, Father Rossi. So the other day... He had a bike accident, and I'm only telling you about this because he's fine, but he fell off his bike and he broke his left arm, right? And I'm not even kidding. I wish I was. But I called him right away, see how he was doing. He's like, I'm, I'm fine. I said, which arm was it? He said, it was my left arm. I said, hey, you're going to be all right. So, you know, in the end, and this is the great thing, we fathers make dad jokes too. I know him. He knows me. You got to make light of these things. We got together. We had dinner. Like I'm calling and checking on him. We keep going back and forth. You know the rules of the relationship and yet it's not a checkbox sort of system. And being involved in the, you know, mutual love one another, loving the other as other, wanting their good. How beautiful it is that God gives us the example. He shows us how to do this. He's with us himself and wants us to be in friendship with him. The other thing that is such a relief is that he's the one who makes the first move. He's the one who goes about this on his own before we even know. It is not you who chose me, but I who chose you. Look at the other approved apparition of our Lord to St. Faustina. You have the divine mercy image, right? Which we have two up right now. There's the banner in the back by the confessional and the painting over here on the wall. And one thing that was pointed out to me recently, if you look at the divine mercy image, look at Jesus' feet. He's taking a step toward you. Our Lord is the one who makes the first step. He's the one who invites us into friendship. This friendship that is both dynamic and has the structure of the commandments, like all good relationships, and how beautiful it is that throughout the centuries, we've been given the church that gives us that structure and continues to show us the way as God acts in dynamic ways. Divine mercy, Our Lady of Fatima, apparitions throughout the centuries continuing to guide us on in that dynamic love that he gives us and how incredible it is that he calls us friends. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we are so blessed to be in that kind of relationship that we have a God who calls us friends friends. Let's pray for the grace that we may be friends back. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.